0: What if I have the basics, but I really want more? This is Rabbi Yitzchak Price with another episode of Taless Talks, growth oriented, partial related Torah podcasts. We're up to the Torah portion of Akev, and in the Torah portion of Akev, we have God's describing the blessings that come our way if we are on board with Him and we merit the land of Israel. The Eretz HaTova, the good land, the land that is blessed with Chittos, Ora, tena, Geffen, Rimon, all the various species, the products that we can enjoy in the land of Israel, and a land that he describes, generally translated as you will not be eating bread out of poverty. Uh, some of the commentaries described there are Chayma Kadosh over there describes that there are several factors. I can get in the way of enjoying the good things, even when they're available to us. I said, number one, we can be scared. Hey, we'll use up the supply. So I don't want to eat all the fruit because I won't have it. I'll get used to it. I won't have it anymore. Uh, Then I'll really feel that I'm missing out. We'll use up whatever the resources are. That's one factor they can get in the way of appreciating all these wonderful things God is giving us. The second factor is oh, so many people around me don't have and I can't be in your face eating this in front of the have-nots. I feel uncomfortable doing so and God is telling us neither of those factors will be relevant. There'll be so much blessing that you won't have to worry about depleting the resources and there'll be so much blessing that everybody else is similarly blessed. So go ahead and enjoy. And certainly that is a phenomenal blessing to have the good land with all the good products and be fully comfortable using them. There's another translation of the verse, another message in the verse. Heard this idea years back from the man at the time who was the rabbi, the Rav of the community of Arzi Habura in Yushalayim. He shared a following translation of Eretz Asher Lo Misheenus Tachal So, whereas again, generally it's translated, you won't be eating bread out of poverty. You won't be limited to eat the basics because you'll have all the extras. He explained it to mean. Even if, in fact, all you have is bread, you won't be feeling impoverished when you eat that bread. The blessing will be that you are so comfortable with just the bread that there's no sense of being a miskein. Oh, I'm a nebuch, I'm lost out, I'm, I'm this broken person, I'm stuck with just the bread. The blessing will be that state of contentment. And he was commenting actually then to a community. A lot of people had transplanted themselves from America or England to Israel. And he said, hey, if you can't buy your kid the newest Fisher-Price toy, you shouldn't feel bad. You should feel blessed that you're here. And even if you're missing some of the foods, which today, almost unimaginable to not find any certain food in Israel, you can find everything there. But even if at the time you couldn't find the uh, brand of tuna fish you like, the American cereals that you liked, there is so much blessing in just being here, and you should feel content in being here and content in what you have. And certainly that's another layer of blessing. Even if in fact we'd be missing certain extras, even if in fact we're living with just the basics, but to feel content with that as well. Now, that can be a function of God's blessing when we deserve it, but is there a way to get there prior to having been blessed with that, is there a way to get to a state of mind that even when there's something I was used to, even with something that others have that I currently don't have, no longer available to me, out of reach financially, even when there's something I'm missing that I could still feel content. How do we get ourselves in the frame of mind and the state of appreciation of what we do have or who we really are, that those things don't get us down. I'm actually recording this week's podcast standing here in Baltimore, Maryland. I'm on the East Coast for several weddings and other family visits. And I pulled a book off of my son's bookcase over here, staying in his home, a book called when the, What the Angels Taught You, a book by Rabbi Noach Weinberg, or based on the teachings of Rabbi Noach Weinberg famed founder of the Eishat Torah institutions based in the old city of Yushalayim. And Ryan Weinberg there deals with an issue related to this topic, a person who's feeling really, really down. Life is not going well. Someone for whom finances are tough, family situations are just not working out, socially not connecting, and having a very frustrating go at it. And he recommends this person to try to work through imagining with all the difficulties he's currently facing to add one more ingredient and to imagine if he was also blind. And then try to work through, go through the day, how much more difficult things would be with that added impediment. And then ponder the fact that, hey, in fact, I'm not. In fact, I've been gifted incredible gift of sight. And God has given me sight. He's given me sight with multicolor vision, with depth perception, with self-cleaning eyes, that uh, the way the tears work, and, and the fact that the eyelids can close so that I can sleep. And he said, pause and ponder how much more difficult it would have been. And now you have that gift. And imagine you had gotten years with that added difficulty of blindness, and then that was removed from the list of difficulties. Imagine you've gone years with all the troubles you have plus blindness, and now all of a sudden one day you can see. How appreciative you probably would be at least at that moment. <laughs> There's a kind of funny anecdote related to this. There was a great sage living in Europe, uh, we're talking um, about 800 years ago known as Avram Ibn Ezra. Ibn Ezra was destitute, very, very difficult life, poor. And one day, the way the story is told, he woke up feeling how bad my life is and how frustrating my life is, and then felt, whoa, what am I doing? (laughs) How am I looking at it so negatively? I mean, there are positive elements to my life. And then he tried to think, like, for example, what? I was really trying to think. I had a lot of difficulties. And he said, I have the gift of sight. And he was so upset that he had been thinking negatively that he decided, I'm going to go through the morning as if I don't have that gift. So I'm closing my eyes so I can better appreciate the fact that God has given me sight. I'm going to go through the day without using my sight. And he is going to walk from his home to the shiva, to the study hall with his eyes closed. That morning, some of his students had been gathering together trying to figure out how could they make life better for their teacher, the famed Rabbi Avram Ibn Ezra. And they realized he would not accept gifts. And despite his financial difficulties, there was no way to give him a gift. There's a principle called Soni Matanos Yechyeh. Uh, another time we can discuss this the degree to which one is more vital and more alive when they're not living off other people's gifts. And he would not accept gifts, but they wanted to gift him some money. And one of the students came up with an idea. Well, there's a law in in halacha, in Jewish law, that finders, keepers, losers, weepers is generally not the case. But cash, which has no way of determining who the real owner is, if it's not stacked up in any unique way, it's not bundled, it's not inside a wallet, no identifying features, just loose coins or loose bills the actual law is given that the loser has probably already wept when he lost his money he probably realizes it fairly quickly and realizes there's no way to really prove that it's his money since he probably is already the weeping loser then in fact the finder becomes the keeper they said we'll leave some unmarked loose currency on the path just outside his door so as he walks out of his home He'll see those coins, and he'll have simply found them and have no means to identify a loser, and the halacha will be that he can keep that money. Great idea. And they put a whole bunch of coins loosely scattered on a path beyond his home as he heads to the yeshiva. But that morning, he's walking to the yeshiva with his eyes closed, and he walks along the path, and as he bypasses those coins, his students pop out from behind the bushes and say, hey... Rabbi, Rebbe, teacher, the coins, those coins. And he said, what coins? Those coins that you just saw on the path. And he said, I didn't see any coins. My eyes were closed. He opens up his eyes and he says, oh yeah, there's coins over there. And they say, Rabbi, those coins, you just found those coins. And he said, no, it seems to me that you found the coins. I hadn't seen them. You guys saw them first. Well, that blew their plan. But back to our discussion of the vision, and the eyesight, and the recognition that those of us who are gifted with sight, and if, God forbid, one is blind, but if you're gifted with auditory capacity, if one is gifted with sensory capacity, there probably is some gift that lacking that sense, lacking that capacity, would add significant frustration, and if all of a sudden one day that were to be reversed, we would be so appreciative. So how can we not be appreciative that we have it to start with? concept that Roy Weinberg shares in his book over there and a concept which should help us pause and ponder. Even if, in fact, we're in a situation that we're not having a life of luxury and we're just managing with the basics. We're eating that lechem, that bread, without all the extras, even if it's in an environment where the other fruits with which the land can be blessed hasn't come our way. But as that Rabbi taught The blessing is to be in a land where even if all you're having is the bread, you feel content and you feel happy and you don't feel that you are a miscane, that you are whacking out, you're impoverished. With a proper orientation on life, we can generate that blessing for ourselves. We can generate that sense of satisfaction and that not being dependent on every other. Plus, which of course, there are so, so, so many, but rather looking at what we actually do have and realizing Hey, these really are gifts. They were gifts that were they to be new, I would be so appreciative. And hey, God did me the pleasure of not holding off many years, but having me gifted with all these visions way back from birth. Pondering that thought, we can hopefully learn to be in that situation. Where, again, hopefully, you're all blessed in ways that you're not just eating the bread and you're not just living with the basics and you have so much more. But even in those situations where we're a little frustrated that I would have wanted it to be different, I would have wanted some more, but to help ponder all of life's incredible gifts, all of those incredible bonuses that God toss, tosses our way. Uh, actually, outdoors over here because it's such a pleasant day today here in Baltimore. My, my kids live in a neighborhood that... My wife calls it the Poconos of of Baltimore, uh, surrounded with trees of so many different colors, even within the greens of the trees. I pause to ponder how many different shades of green there are in our world, how many different shapes and sizes of the leaves, different textures of the plants, foods hey, it could have all be one tasteless vitamin pill, but instead God gives us food of a myriad of shapes and sizes and colors and textures. So let's remember that, use that to remind ourselves that we really have a lot more than we tend to think about, and you know, those little basics aren't, aren't all that basic after all. Keeping that in mind, hopefully we will have the contentment, the satisfaction with life, the appreciation of life that will keep us from getting dejected help keep our spirits up uplifted and help keep our sights set i mean the type of people aiming to achieve are attackless